You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. Um, so we, listeners may know we, we bought a house. We bought a house. I think we've announced that quite a few, maybe a couple times. Yeah. Maybe we haven't. I I think so. I'm not like, I don't. Big reveal. This is a, this is like a gotcha. (laughs) But yeah, the way that you're acting is like, do they know? It's like, well, they'll know now if they don't already. Yeah. We just, I just said it. We have huge news. Is that going to be the title of the episode? We have huge news. (laughs) Yeah. If we were YouTubers who were announcing we painted one of our rooms like fuchsia, they would, they always are like, huge news. No. I'm so sorry. You're going to hate fuchsia. If you do clickbaity stuff, it makes me just dislike you, but it probably works. Like there's this lady. They do it because it works. There's this lady in Eastern Washington that almost like recently or like the last couple of times I've seen one of her videos. The title is always like, we have a huge problem, or I can't take this anymore, or I had to get away. And like, it's just like so dramatic. And her content does not match that at all. Like her content's pretty easy breezy. Like I live in a tiny house in Eastern Washington and like, I'm trying to start a farm, but I like kind of know what I'm doing, kind of don't. So we bought a house. Uh, Yeah. It's my first house I've ever owned. Right. Your second? Second. Purchased. How do you feel like it's going? (sighs) The good? Is that I love the area. The like we're two blocks from the beach, which is incredible. Like a beautiful public beach. Like I love the lifestyle that the area and location affords. And if we know anything about real estate, my mom's a real estate agent. So the a little insider secret. There's three L's to real estate: location, location, location. So I love I love the location. Damn you! I got Andy. you. I you got, got me good. You. I was like on the edge of my seat for. <laughs> Seven seconds, and I was like, got me again. Uh, I love the location, and um, the bad is like, the house is in not great shape. It's really rustic. Uh, It's 100 years old. Over the course of the last 100 years, everything that's been done to it is pretty DIY and amateur, and like, there's no finish in the house that like looks good. In order, like the path to get to what we want is not super clear right now. And there's like a lot of learning and investigation and a lot of money that is going to have to be spent to get to where we want to be. We don't even have plans yet. So yeah, I mean, we, we have a friend who's doing plans for us, but like we have an architect that's as far as we've gotten. And we've already had to have a bunch of gut checks and like changed, changed what we think we're doing several times. Yeah. And we haven't even done a single thing, but I did paint the living room. That's about all we've done. And it looks actually, I mean, just that coat of couple coats of paint uh, in the living room have made the house look so much better. And you're obviously with your design aesthetic and decorating the house looks much better and is way more livable and like much more fun to be there now. Perfect segue. When we dig into it with people who are really interested and want to be part of the conversation, and I tell them what we're doing, one of the questions I get so frequently is, 
So how are you guys designing it? Like, do you guys have equal say into the design and aesthetic and interior choices? Is it like someone is leading and want someone is passive? And I, I have an opinion about what we are going to do, but I'm curious how you would reply to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have 100% say and I have 0% say in all final decisions, which is basically how our life works. Perfect. But but the thing that I think is interesting is like, what's the catalyst of that? Like how much of that is because I'm a really strong personality and how much of it is warranted? It's 50%. It's a strength of yours. <laughs> and you like, and admittedly, it is a, you are far superior to me in design and attention to detail. And I love your aesthetic. I know I have a hundred percent trust that you will get us to a much better place than anything I could achieve. 50, it is also 50% like you're just like, I don't trust you and I trust myself. Yeah, well, it feels like it's a little bit more like 30, 33, 33, 33 in the sense that 33% of it is also I care. So I mean, like it really actually does affect my mental health. Yes, like it's not just, <laughs> it does affect your mental health. Right, That's a good way of putting right. it. Right. It's like not just, of course, I have a strong opinion, but maybe because it's my surroundings mean a lot to me and they actually like will turn the dial up or down on my yeah. emotional state. So as I was talking to one of our friends who's a listener and they and they were talking about, you know, combining their lives with their partner and I was like, how is it going from that design aesthetic? Because I know they're this oh. woman's like pretty particular and and has a sense of style and they were like yeah not i mean it's it's contentious and so just like were we contentious when we first started and like how did we get to a place where we had reconciled um when we first moved in together i thought that there was like a chance i would have a say and like i would (laughs) impact um some of the decisions of the house and you quickly stamped that out really was like that's i was i was joking with one of my uh one of my the people on my team he was talking about how like the basement's his, but like his wife will like sneak a picture on the wall or like do some designing, decorating down there. And I was like, well, when my wife and I like talked about a theoretical house that we may have at some point, I was like, all I want is just like one small room where I can like do whatever and just like it can look however I want. And you were just like, thought about it for a second and you're like, that, that's never going to happen. I think that one, the most like pertinent thing that comes to mind is that we are not mansion people. We're not going to no, have- No, that's, tr- that's fair. Th- like 5,000 square foot houses. So yeah. from a, for a big part of it, it's like, we're going to live, we, we like to live, I think, modest lives. Giving you like- 400 square feet to do with whatever you want is like, that's like just uh, unusable. 1,400 square feet. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. That's I not, agree. I get that. So that's, that's fair. like my first thought. And then the second is, I don't remember what the second is. I haven't earned it and I don't deserve. Well, oh, the second is you're terrible at it. Yeah. Like, okay, you're, so like, they, well, I was right. You, I, when you, when we met, you were living in a mother-in-law in a townhome and like there were zero other light sources but fluorescent overhead lights. You had bought a... L couch that was made of pleather that was bright blue and then you had like separated it so <laughs> okay. the corners were like awkwardly like blocking any sort of normal pathway. It was a it disaster was a, it the was way a you squatter lived. settlement. It was, a, <laughs> it was an indoor it was an indoor homeless person yeah. situation. Yeah.
right, let's move on to the question. User artist in distress writes, just so you know, this distress is with a three instead of an E. I'm a 33-year-old male who has been dating a 33-year-old female for a couple months, ever since we hooked up at a festival. I can tell she's really into me, and I like her too. However, I just got out of a 12-year-long relationship, and I want to take things slow. The breakup was really hard on me, and while I have no feelings for my ex, I still struggle with the uncertainty of love, getting hurt again, etc. I decided to go to South America to clear my head and find myself. I wanted to focus on me since this is the first time in a long time I've been single. The girl I'm seeing was absolutely devastated by this. She told me she wanted us to be a couple, and I told her I was not ready for that yet, as I have since the beginning. She then asked if I wanted to have sex with other people while away, and I said, I don't think it would be fair to either of us to be exclusive while I'm away for six months. She cried, and I felt horrible. I told her we could stop seeing each other altogether if she felt more invested than me, but she declined, saying she wanted to fight for love. I traveled to South America a couple weeks ago, and ever since, she's been calling me daily to check in. Yesterday, I told her I needed space and that this part of the trip was to get away from everything. She should no longer call me every day. She got really mad at me for saying that, then hung up. Today, I found out that she posted a dance video to her Instagram, which I can tell is directed at me. The song she dances to is by Florence and the Machine and called Make Up Your Mind. While dancing, she's also lip singing to the song looking directly into the camera. (laughs) Is this normal behavior? Is there a way to talk to her about it without getting a terrible reaction? All right, let's maybe just start with cutting to the chase. Is this normal behavior? (laughs) For some people, yeah. I mean, like, let's not pretend that social media isn't used in this way to some degree. Yeah. Right? Like, we've never been on social media together. Yeah. Which is pretty strange for, it's probably not very common for a modern couple. Explain that. I don't know that anybody would understand what we mean by we've never been on social together. So I think for maybe like the first year that we dated, I had Facebook, but you like rarely ever use Facebook. I've never had Instagram and that's your preferred uh, social media site of choice. We've never interacted like that. I don't know. Maybe you could have seen my posts. And also definitely for the year that I did have Facebook, I never posted. No. And then I deleted it. So I think the only and you two never things that came up for me when we were dating and you had social one was, of course, everyone in my life wanted to social stalk you when we started dating. And there was no public place to go because you didn't really post anything on Facebook and you didn't have an Instagram. So people would be like, who is he real? Are you getting catfished? Yeah. And then the second was <laughs> you would post like after we started dating and we would like go on these hikes or camping or something and you would take tons of pictures of the landscape and surrounding area and then like, post like a series of photos from our outing and I was never in a single shot. And like, there was a little bit of me before I knew you really well that was like, is he trying to exclude me for some other reason, right? Is he just really into landscape shots or is he like, I don't want people to know I'm dating this girl. I I don't want, I sort of want to leave doors open. And when I post me and this girl going hiking or camping, like it's obvious to the other girls I might be seeing that. Yeah, no. That's I'm taken. Is this normal behavior? You tell me if this is normal. I feel like this is, if I can be a little gendered. Well, okay. So I think this is normal behavior in the way that people do stuff like this. But like 
her version of it is definitely like an, an expressive, dramatic woman's way of doing that, in my sure. opinion. Yeah, I think I think both sexes tend to have their ways of yeah. passive aggressively poking at the other person, yeah. and social is like an ideal place. Well, to yeah, do that. like every the, everybody, you know, I'm sure a huge percentage of people, if they were being honest, would say like. I've posted something because I was hurt or upset about something that someone else did and wanted to show them like. Exactly. There's a word for this type of posting. Let me figure out what it is because I'm like. Subtweeting? No, it's not subtweeting. (laughs) It's kind of a subtweet. Vague booking. Vague booking. Right. So like posting vaguely about your emo state. Okay. And it, it's clear that like someone's- You're like posting to be ve- like and being vague on purpose. Yeah. Either to bait people into commenting or like, what's wrong? Oh yeah, my God, yeah, what yeah. happened? Or because you have, you have an intended audience and it's just not a wide audience, but you're posting yeah. it wide it's to like, like make a point. It's like, I can't believe this is happening again. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then everyone's like, oh my oh God, my God what, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For it's sure. called engagement. Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> it's called mar- audience development. She's being dramatic and she's in her feelings. Okay, so I have what much stronger opinions about this situation that don't actually involve the fucking Florence and the Machine uh, sing along. I think that the OP is at fault here. You're like thirty three or something. You're 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 certainly old enough to know when someone likes you more than they do, than than you do, and wants something more than you do. Like you just being like, I got out of a long relationship and I want to take things slow. That doesn't relieve you of your duty to be kind to other people and break it off when someone clearly wants more than what your boundary is stating. She's basically like, I love, I love you and want to be a couple with you and you don't want that then like it's up to you to break it off and be the mature person in the situation because they're you, never going to do that. Like no one in like it's rare that someone in love is just going to be like I better break up with you because I love you too much. Do you think that this the fact that OP was in a 12-year relationship means anything? Okay, he can be not ready for a new relationship, but that you can't be in a half relationship either. Then. I know. I think I'm going that's back. That's the hard part. I think I'm going back to your initial comment that's like, you're 33, you should know better. Yeah. And I guess I'm trying to give OP a little bit okay. of credit. That's fair. For like 12 years in a relationship, you don't know shit. You're, if you're 20, if you're yeah, 33, that's a great call. that means you went, you were in this relationship when you were a teenager. Like, 100%. He probably, ha- this person probably hasn't learned this right. lesson yet. So like, that's fair. So my advice to him is, hey, this is what this lesson's teaching you. It's like you don't get to fuck around with this. When girl. you're not ready, quote unquote, to be in a long like a serious relationship, then you probably shouldn't have any relationship because it's gonna be really, really tough to find someone who's on the same page as you and isn't gonna want more than what you're willing to give. Like you always have to ask yourself in a situation like this, if I told this person I love them and I want to be with them tomorrow, what would they say? And if they, if the, if you think that they're going to like respond with, I love you too. I'm so glad you said this and you don't really feel that way and you don't really love them. You should, you should cut them loose. That's a really good litmus test. She also has autonomy and agency in this. She does not need to get involved with somebody 
who is clearly saying, I don't want a long-term relationship, like to some degree, <sighs> that's hard. To, take a hint. The heart wants what the heart wants. She's acting a little immature and she's, she's feeding this beast on her end as well. Yeah. And I think if she felt like step back and be like, this person continues to set up boundaries, even if they're inconsistent. And like, I feel hurt by that. And they are not responding to me saying I'm hurt by this, by changing yeah. their actions in any way. Agreed. So obviously I need to protect myself and give myself space. And that might mean not being even in a remotely in remote contact with this yeah. person. I, I would say that that's absolutely the advice I'd give her. Right. But, but we're giving OP but advice. But OP wants advice. And I think like it's easier. I think it's easier for the OP to do the right thing. Okay, let's let's hear from the redditors. User TLF555 writes, "This woman seems a bit unhinged with this fight for love comment. You probably should just cut ties altogether, block her on social media and go no contact with her to make sure she gets the message. Be single. Take the time to recover from the end of your long-term relationship and leave Miss Crazy behind." Should OP ghost? No. No ghosting. I think like the advice in a roundabout way is the right advice, but I think like the execution and the feelings behind it and the sentiment is wrong. Like, I don't think this person's crazy. Yeah. I think she just likes this guy. Yeah. I think OP should break it off and just say like, I need, like, I want to give you space and I'm going to take space and I don't think we should communicate. Like maybe delete your social apps for a while and just not look at them. Like you need some space, take some space. That's the other thing is like this dude, totally acknowledge that he needs like some space and healing and recovering. It's like, don't be in a relationship. Like you want your cake. You want the best of both worlds. Like you basically want to have sex and you want to heal and get like better and like find a new zest for life and find yourself in South America. And like, again, I'm not saying this person's like a bad person. I've made the reason I'm giving this advice because I've made these mistakes before. Yeah. And I've chosen to hurt the other person for my own personal gain and like learn the air of my ways and realize like, when you break up with someone, what you should do for them is try and get them over you as quick as possible in a clean break without communication is, I think, always the fastest path to that. Hooking up occasionally, definitely not hooking up occasionally. Yeah. But even like, just Even like, being nice and like yep. words of support, like that all like psychologically doesn't actually help them get over you. What yep. helps them get over you is like this really abrupt, painful break and then like isolation and time away from you yeah. as much as possible. User busy client 2274 replied, yeah, this is a messy situation, but there's a word for it. You're in a situationship. It's hard because she fell for you even though you didn't want a relationship. She probably thought that would be fine, but eventually caught feelings and thought you might as well, especially since you have said you've been dating for a few months. Maybe she thinks things have progressed more than you thought. She's angry, confused, and hurt. Allow her to express those feelings on her social media. Some would say it's immature, but if she's saying, make up your mind, take that as feedback that your actions and words are not aligning. You're acting as if you're in a relationship with her while telling her no relationship. That sounds like you're in a situationship, which is low-key immature on your end. Keep it or cut it off, but you have to be decisive with your words and all of your actions. This will be hard since she really likes you and probably wants to keep you around. Yep. 
I want to just kind of add to that. I don't believe he's not ready, quote unquote. If he found someone he really liked, I bet he would date them. I've always. Oh, yeah, you do have that as a philosophy. I always have that as a philosophy. Yeah. As like. And explain what you mean by that. When you when you half date someone and say, I'm not ready for something more serious. You're just not ready for something more serious with that person. And you're being shitty. There if there there would be no infidelity. There would be no people leaving marriages for other partners if like not being ready didn't mean that like somebody coming in your life that you want to be with isn't a catalyst to be with them. Like if you ask a woman out and she says no, okay, ask her out one more time. If she really likes you and wants to go out with you, she will make time or she'll say, no, I can't, but let's set up a time. She'll like return the favor. You Uh, mean if somebody says, yes, I do want to go out and then they bail on scheduling, they get busy. Or they say, oh, I can't, I can't, uh, this week I have plans. And then you ask again, hey, do you want to go out? Like a week later you ask them, hey, do you want to go out? And they're like, oh, I can't. I, I have plans this Friday. Then they really don't want to go out with you. Then they don't want to go out with you. But they also probably don't want to go out with you if they say yes and then bail or yes, yes but this. Like just yes Sorry. and yes and no in these situations. I can't or I, I can but or yes, but then, then there's no follow through. Like after two times, somebody could be saying yes. Oh yeah, I do want to go out, but I can't go out this weekend. And it still means no. If you've yes. done it twice and they're still not making the effort, it's a no. Exactly. It's a veiled no. Well, yeah, if you ask someone out Twice and no date materializes, they don't want to see you and you should stop asking immediately. This is like the millennial classic movie. He's just not into you. I do want to follow up just quickly. There is a component of this that we kind of swept under the rug after acknowledging it early in this conversation. But I do think there is part of their this conversation is the advice you would give to someone who didn't like the way their partner or the person they were dating is expressing themselves on social. I mean, I guess you can have a conversation about it and try and understand their motivations and set a boundary. But what I will say is like, I don't, I use, I used this cheesy saying the other day, but how you do one thing is how you do everything. And like, if you don't like this behavior, like it's probably going to manifest in other ways. I mean, she did hang up on him when she, when he said like I want us to be able to have sex with other people. And like that's a dramatic, you know what I mean? Like you or said like, it's don't almost call me every day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there is some drama behind the way that this person tends to clearly deal with conflict yeah. in romantic relationships and so this isn't the last time she's going to do something like this. Yeah. And so like, is this the person you want to date? Like, and that may be, you may be like, yeah, this is fine. Actually, if she wants, like, this is the way she expresses herself and she likes to vague book her social media following. So people engage with her on it. But if you don't like that, like she's probably going to do it in other ways or it's going to manifest itself in other ways. And like, yeah, it's what we call in my line of work, a yellow flag. Like, it's not necessarily a deal breaker, but it's something we should talk about and be concerned about because it's probably going to show its face. And are we willing to accept that risk? Yeah. And yeah, I think you can approach the conversation, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to resolve anything. More often than not, you'll that's just a quality of how they are at this stage of their lives. Yeah. And maybe it's something that they'll grow out of. But I mean, I know I vague posted uh, and, and, and I, I got called out on it with by partners. Really? Oh, yeah. Oof. Didn't feel good. Never did it again. Maybe they're like, yeah, I, I don't want to be the person who vague posts and then doesn't do it again. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I dated a guy in Brooklyn. It was like one of the first relationships I had after my divorce. And I got all moody and <laughs> posted to my blog like some 
vague missive about love is dead. No, it wasn't emo, but it was like cryptic, and it was clearly about a boy. And I was only dating one guy, and he was like, "I read your fucking blog post," and I was like, Ooh. "Like it felt so." Sure, people make mistakes. Yeah, and I just and like I was like, no, these, these were, this, this is also, not a good place for me to be. Like in, I'm not even allowed to blog anymore. Like I'm just like not even allowed. The dawn of free range publishing, like where we were just yeah. allowed to publish ourselves, yeah. unedited gave, and unmonitored. I mean, as a person who self published a book, why is anybody self publishing them? You know, yeah. like the fact that we allow ourselves to publish constantly is an, sort of an insane thing, right? And we've and we've sort of like. To your point, maybe a decade ago, this behavior by this woman would be a red flag because you'd be like, this is outside the realm of possibility, pretty much. You'd have to like really, really want it. Now it's like people are making content all day. They're getting caught up in trends. Dancing to songs and lip singing is a full app that is now a billion dollar, $100 billion business, like whatever. Like this is not that abnormal. It's just like, to your point, do you want to deal with it? Look at the other signals. Like this isn't the first time you've interacted with this person. Like, is this a pattern or is this like, uh, they're just so in their Is this person escalating? Like, do they have a theater degree? Because this is probably, well, you're probably going to get a lot of this. I don't want to profile because I I was raised by two artists. So like I may be uh, skewing towards being a little bit more judgmental. But OP, his handle is artist in distress. Yeah. And I just have this feeling that these are like emotional people who yeah. like express emotions bigly. Yeah. And are and he's like attracted. They met at a festival as well. He's attracted to that quality in her, but when it's expressed in these ways, maybe it's like feeling less attracted to it. But it's like everyone's strength is their weakness at times in a relationship. So, you know, I'm super controlling about how our house is designed, but then people come to our house and are like, it's really nice to be here. And you're it like, is, I love it that my it's friends a feel that way. Superpower and a the best part of you is also like shows up in the worst parts of us. Exactly. This may surprise you that I strangely think are very fascinating. And I've I've just like seen people on the internet make fun of it. So I've like been exposed to it. But like the influencer couple breakup videos, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, we could do a whole podcast on the what is that? How I mean like they have yes. a special they have a special yes. episode where they announce their breakup and talk through it. Have you had, have you seen any of this transpire on podcasts? Yeah. So actually, yes. Our media of choice. If we ever break up, I promise you guys will be the first to know. So this is actually big and it actually like is an episode I really look, it's weird because I make fun, we make (laughs) fun of these. You're like, I can't wait to do that one for us. No, but we, we make fun of these. And then when it's like your people. Oh, the emotions. You're like, oh shit. Oh shit. They're breaking up. Like, um, so Bobby Lee, who was on Mad TV, he's a stand-up comedian. He's actually, his podcast is massive and he's had a really big career resurgence Bobby because Lee of it. Bobby Lee is definitely a who in my opinion, but he got a little cuspy when he was in uh, Sex and the City reboot. Sure. His, because he just got a ton it more. Broadened, it broadened. Yeah, exactly. Like, dudes are who listen to his podcast Right, and the then like he all of a sudden was relevant to like a whole new demographic yeah, of people. he's huge in the Asian community too because he was like one of the first asian people on to make it big on tv yeah great he was on mad tv um and so anyway (gasps) they're breaking up yeah oh that's sad i know so wait how did kalila and they've been together for a really long time and then like and so much of that podcast is about them is that and they're a couple and like it it really changed his life because she wanted to start a podcast so he was like okay let's do it 
and it made him way bigger. It basically made him go from like a flagging stand-up career and not being able to book any gigs other than stand-up. And so, yeah, like their episode, it was like, it was really good too. I mean, it was like a regular episode, but they like just talked about their breakup and what's going on and what the future is. And like, they're going to try and keep doing the show, Wow! but it's probably going to look a little different. It's shot in their home and she's moving out of their home. Like, it's really sad. And it was like, actually, as a fan, you're like, oh, fuck, this is a big deal. And if you're on YouTube and you're making millions of dollars off of exposing people to your inner workings of your life, I think it's actually very valid for you to put out to these throngs of people, this is what's going on. Like, you know, we mock it as a monetization opportunity and like sort of glib. But like, what else are they supposed to do? Yeah, it's intense. Did they say why they're breaking up? Yet Bobby had had lost attraction to her, and wow, that's really hard. The relationship had morphed into his, in his opinion, more of like a brother and sister, and like they're very close still, and they love each other, and they're a family, and like they like. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. We, yeah, I know. Listen, I look, was very I, close I to my that. ex-husband until he found another woman. I so know, you I don't know. really get to look. I I guarantee that's what's going to happen. But this is what they're saying, and. They've just been together a long time and they've changed and grown and gone yeah. a different. And he's done a lot of therapy in the last couple of years and like changed who he is a lot. And I think for a while he hasn't been into the relationship and was just sort of like coasting. Yeah. And then like came out of it and was like, I don't think this is what I want anymore. That's really hard. It is really hard because I really like, you know, I like both of them and I think they're good people. And it's like weird to like intimately know someone that you don't actually know. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? I don't have anything that I'd like to plug. Do you plug. want to plug their podcast? Uh, Tiger Belly. Check out Tiger <laughs> Belly. I would uh, highly recommend you watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I've never listened to it. I've watched it over your shoulder. I like YouTube podcasts you that are love. really more like television. There's weirdly like more like television shows. Um, I will say I have been listening to a podcast called Hot Money. It's by the Financial Times and Pushkin. And it's about... The money behind the porn industry. Oh, is that the one you were listening to today? Yeah, it's really good. It's really well reported. It's super interesting to think about like how masked the entire industrial complex. And who actually runs it. Yeah, and like how how decisions are made in that sector. And it's just like huge part of our culture. It's really interesting to understand how all of that is monetized and who really pulls the strings. Awesome. This has been great. It's been real. Let's do this again. Yeah, let's do this again. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is Love, Love by Sun. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.